it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 565 for September 27th, 2018. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is Matthias Keller. And to be honest, I don't know who this guy is. I'm, <laughs> I met him on the Phileas Club. Uh, he's uh, been on the show quite a few times. I think he's from Germany. and um, But he's really fun and interesting. And he brought up a topic that I thought would be fun to talk about. So uh, welcome to the show, Matthias. Thank you for having me. Do you always pick up strangers in other podcasts and bring them onto your own? <laughs> as much as possible. <laughs> My mother warned me about you, people like you. But uh, so why don't you tell people who you are? Uh, like I said, I only know you're from Germany and you've been on the on the Phileas Club and you're interesting and fun. Yeah, well, thank you for that. Um, but I am from Germany. I'm actually from the south of Germany. I live currently live near the Swiss border uh, in a co uh, city called Constance, which is the city that actually gives the Lake Constance its name in English. And uh, I usually just type on keyboards to get words on websites that other people read. So basically, I'm, I'm working as an editor and writer for several sites. And as you said, in my free time, I like to depress Frenchmen by telling them what's going on in my part of the world, <laughs> among other things. But you're a, you're a tech geek as well, right? Yes, I'm, I'm what you call a tech enthusiast, I guess. Okay, then you're our people, that's for sure. Well, <laughs> the, the topic that just sort of uh, dropped in at the end of uh, the Phillies Club, Patrick always asks, you know, uh, where can people find you on social media? And you said on Mastodon. And I don't understand what Mastodon is. And I'm, I'm pretty geeky. And I did install it. I went out and I made myself a presence and I don't understand at all what I've done and I don't know how to use it and I don't know what problem it solves. So um, let's back up a little bit. What If you had to tell somebody what problem Mastodon solves, what would you tell them? Uh, what problem it solves? That's an interesting question. I usually describe it as a microblogging service or so, um, like something like Twitter. It's not exactly like Twitter, and I don't think it it replaces uh, Twitter entirely. But the idea is the same. So you write uh, short little posts, mostly like. 500 characters is the limit, I think, in most instances. And you send that out and you engage with people, talk to them. And just something to basically hang out and uh, meet other people. If okay. that's something that solves a problem for you, <laughs> I guess that's it. Well, I mean, some of the problems that could be solved here are um, Twitter has gotten nastier. And certainly if you live in the United States, it's become quite political. I never talked about politics before. Now I talk about politics all the time. And I've actually annoyed some of my followers as a result because they follow me to talk about tech. And here I am yapping about what's going on in politics, but it's unavoidable. Um, but so I've heard people say, well, I'm just going to go over to Mastodon because it's not this cesspool of anger and hatred that I get over on Twitter. So that might be a problem that it solves. That's um, true, I guess. But, but again, um, it's always the same as in real life. It depends who you surround yourself with. So if you have people you follow or people in your instance uh, that are nice and cordial and uh, look after each other and respect each other. It's always different than if you have like this quote unquote cesspool that Twitter seems to be for a lot of people these days. But uh, you're right. There doesn't seem to be that much uh, toxicity or what we call uh, on the Filials Club, we actually called it the social media sickness. And I think uh, that's something that hasn't infected Mastodon or a lot of the instances yet. Well, so you I can't be sure, but 
for I, now. I know what you're talking about, about the people you surround yourself with. Our Facebook community is a lovely, delightful, po- politics-free, anger-free area. I mean, everybody's in there talking about the cool, you know, when Apple Watch came out, the new Pixel, whatever, you know, something cool they did on Linux. It's all geek all the time, and that's all we ever talk about. Everybody's really pleasant to each other. But it's a curated community of people all with a special interest. When you're on Twitter, no matter even if you're trying to just talk to those people who care about uh, Apple Watches, you're going to get everybody talking to you. So it, it is... I think that's that's one of the distinctions. So let, let me let me dig deeper into um, so Mastodon. You've used the phrase instances a couple of times, and right away my brain went. I didn't understand at all what that was, <laughs> and that's when I gave up on Mastodon because I didn't understand. What do you mean when you say instances? Okay, so um, Mastodon is part of what people call the Fediverse. Uh, that's just uh, co- uh, like a blend between federation and universe to describe uh, federated social networks that are running on free software. So on, on a huge number of servers all across the world. So mostly for the, in the beginning, it was microblogging services, but there's more and more. For example, Mastodon, of course, then there's Diaspora or Friendica, which are kind of a Facebook alternative, you could say, maybe, or stuff like PeerTube, if you want to do a YouTube alternative, an open one. Wait, are you and, still talking um, about Mastodon? <laughs> yeah. No, those, those are just the, the, the um, uh, different platforms that are all together what you call the Fediverse. Okay, and they you, all have in common. Me. You've completely okay. lost me now. So uh, I, don't, I don't understand. Okay, let's back up. Okay, so... <laughs> It's just I just wanted to explain the term because it's not just uh, something you see on Mastodon, but there are always other platforms that have the same concept that you have different instances. So different servers where people can create an account and uh, talk to each other. And then these instances are connected with each other through um, following other people, for example. So basically, if I am on an instance, I see all the people around in this instance, can read what they are posting, can talk to them, but I'm not limited to this instant, to the server, basically. I'm also able to follow other people on other servers if they are connected. So if you are on a different server, I can still follow you and I can still see your posts. I can still talk to you. Uh, but uh, if I look at my local timeline, I just see the people on my server, on my instance all around me. So it's mm. it's kind of like uh, if you want to do a gaming analogy, if you are on the same server, you can play with each other. So basically you see the only people or if you are on the same Discord or uh, in the same Facebook group. So that's what okay. uh, it's called an instance. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of getting that, but I, I sort of feel like what if I join the wrong instance, then it's like I joined the wrong party and I'm always looking over going, wow, Bob's having a lot of fun over on that instance. My my instance is boring. Yeah, that, that can happen, but you're not limited to one instance. You can create an account on every instance if you want to. So that's also something that you don't have only one single account, but you can have multiple accounts. And that is something that you mentioned before when you said, uh, well, I have those people who are just interested in my, in my Apple stuff and they don't want to hear me talk about politics, for example. You could uh, search for the instance with, uh, I don't know, uh, Apple fans mm-hmm. and join that instance with one account 
and just talk to them with that, that account. And if you want to have a separate political account, you join another instance and just talk about politics on this one. Now, so are you the not... same you in both instances or is it like you're 12 different people? And you're always the same person, of course, but uh, you can uh, limit yourself or uh, um, on this instance to, by just talking on about that stuff. Um, it's but, not it's, it's it's a different concept and you, you have to get away from this. Uh, you only have one account that, uh, that branches out on everything because uh, that's something that some people actually do on purpose because they want to just uh, have those um people that have the same interest around them and a separate place hmm. just to keep down the noise, for example. As you mentioned, um, Twitter is all about politics if you want it or not. So I can join another instance and there maybe I don't see any politics. And that's something uh, if I just want to talk about Apple, then I can concentrate on that instance, for example, my account there and just talk to these people. Or if I'm doing podcasts and I'm joining an instance that is a run for podcast enthusiasts, I can just talk about them and over there and just focus on this one. Or some people do it by language, for example, if you're bilingual, if you have a German account, for example, in my case, I, I do the same thing on my account. I talk, I tweet or toot or whatever in uh, <laughs> in uh, English and in German, mostly in German, of course, because, well, I am in Germany. <laughs> but uh, if I wanted to, I could do another account on another instance where I only uh, send out English posts, for example. So if people from other countries who don't speak German just want my English stuff, they could just follow that account without me uh, tweeting or uh, mentioning some German stuff they don't care about and even don't understand. Hmm. And uh, just for the terms, because I said toots, um, it's the same with uh, Twitter has the bird and is tweeting and Mastodon has the Mastodon, the hairy mammoth kind of animal. <laughs> and he's tooting, of course. Oh, so, OK. They really do call it tooting. I like it. Yeah. It, and those those tweets are not tweets, but toots. OK, so, that's excellent. So just, how do you uh, find because, somebody like, let's say I I'm I'm, uh, uh, you know, Kaylee in Japan right now listening to this podcast and I think, wow, I'd like to follow Matthias uh, on, on Mastodon. How would I possibly find you if I don't know where you are? That's kind of a problem that's inherent to the whole concept of the federated social network. Um, you can, um, if you know on the instance I'm on, you can, of course, find me by simply uh, typing in the username. So in my case, it would be, for example, at matzekult at uh, chaos.social. And if you are on mastodon.social, it would be your handle at mastodon.social. So if you know the instance, you can uh, simply um, search for a person and add them like this. And then you just follow them like you would on Twitter. So you see everything they post if they post it on public. Uh, and then you can all see that without any problems. If you want to migrate from another service, for example, there are tools you could use. So if you have a Twitter account, for example, and you want to see, are there any people I follow or I have friended on Twitter? Are they on Mastodon? Then there is a tool where can, you, can, you can connect your accounts and then you can search for them. Of course, that only works if they use the same uh, email address and, and stuff like that. But that's how every 
friend finder works, I guess. So there you have oh. to have a data point where you can connect, of course. So you, have to usually... co- you connect your Mastodon account to your Twitter account so that somebody looking from the Twitter side can see where you are on Mastodon? No, not, no, 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 not the Twitter account because Twitter wouldn't allow that, you know, API restriction and stuff like that. It's a third party website that just accesses your Twitter profile and looks up your followers and they use the data there and compare it uh, with the Mastodon but how would, that, how would that service know what my email address is? My Twitter followers can't see what my email address is, can they? No, I don't think so. But I think you can search. I, I, I think you can uh, access that on via the API, I think. I think it, it works. It might be something else. But the only thing that makes sense is the email address. I don't know how that's, hmm. uh, the, uh, the uh, app is actually Unless doing it's the it. handle. That would be difficult because someone could use the same handle as you do on Twitter on another instance. I mean, right. there's no there's no way to uh, keep them from uh, creating a, an account with that handle. But it's, of, of course, true for everything. I, I mean, I, if you are not on Twitter, I can create a handle with your name on Twitter, for example. So uh, that's always a problem. So I guess it's the email address, but I'm not sure because that's huh. something, uh, just a tool that someone wrote accessing the APIs and uh, comparing them. So, <laughs> Okay, so I apparently went to mastodon.social, which I thought was Mastodon. And I, I, don't, um, I don't know what I've got now. So I think I have an account somewhere, but how do I know? Does that mean I'm on a specific instance? You're probably on mastodon.social then, on the instance mastodon.social. Okay. But uh, that's probably the worst thing you could do if you want to join. The, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the logical thing if you're used to Twitter and Facebook and stuff, but okay. it's maybe worse for you in terms of user experience, so okay. to say. Well, because since I, I went in and didn't understand it and left and never uh, looked at it, that seems reasonable. So well, it's <laughs> it's not unusable or anything. You can use it just fine. It's just uh, it might be easier or uh, more fun for you if you d- approach it differently. But that's something uh, you need to know or re- need to read about to really understand, I guess. And that's what we're doing here also, yeah. I guess. So, um, so the h- ideal way, I guess, is um, if you went to one of the sites that allow you to search different instances. So there are sites out there that list a number of instances and you can uh, filter them by different criteria. For example, uh, if they allow, the easiest thing for me is if if they allow nudity, for example, if they allow pictures of uh, nudity pictures, or if they allow not safe for work content, or if they allow advertising, those are some of the criteria you can set for your instance. So if, for example, I want to join a server um, in a certain language, that's uh, so if it's from Germany, most of the people, they'll talk German, of course. So you can filter by uh, language German. You're not limited of, by that, of course, but that's the main language there. And then I look up an instance that allows nudity and doesn't allow advertising, for example. And then I search and uh, it'll show up a, a huge uh, list of different instances that are open for registration. And then I can look up uh, what there might be, for example, is there an uh, instance for my region, for the city I'm living in? Is there an instance for something that I'm interested in, for example, podcasting? And um, then I can also look maybe at the size of the server or the instance, because uh, the smaller the uh, instance, the more you get to talk to people and not uh, go down into 
the grout. So oh, you're not you know, so, uh, you're saying there's an advantage of a smaller instance. There huh. definitely is on for for certain different aspects. One is of course, um, if you join any social network, may so is it Twitter or Facebook or whatever. If you start out, you have nothing. You have no one to follow, and you need to find people. Usually, you find your friends and stuff like that. But uh, if you go on Twitter and you don't follow specific accounts, they may um, suggest certain accounts for you because of your interest. In uh, on Mastodon, you can also look at the what's called the local timeline or the federated timeline. Timeline. The local timeline is every toot that is sending out by people on your instance. So you can read everything everyone is publicly tooting if you want to. And that's one of the ways you may find interesting people because you read their toots or what they are posting and you think, well, that guy's interesting or that girl posted some uh, funny stuff and I want to follow her and talk to her. And that's also something that is uh, kind of the early phase of Twitter, I guess, and that is something that Twitter has lost a, a bit, that you actually talk to people just because they posted something funny and you want to say, whoa, that was funny, or hey, there's something else I want to tell you about that or stuff like that. So you actually interact with each other, you get into a conversation, and then uh, you maybe find uh, new people. But again, you're not limited, of course, to your instance. You can always look for other instances or people on other instances. But it's a good way to find people with the same interest or in the same uh, location or the same circles you are in. If you look at what people on your instance are posting. Interesting. So I'm starting to look at uh, what you described. I just did a search for Mastodon find servers or find instances. And I found a really beautiful little uh, tool called instances.social. And it did exactly right. what you suggested. It really, really nicely, like, nice buttons and everything. I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful web interface. But the first question is language. The second question is any moderate specific moderation rules. And it's Nudity without NSFW tag, nudity with NSFW tag, pornography without NSFW. It's it's like the first four things are all about porn. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's simply because um, if you don't, that's something obvious that people usually don't want to see. So if yeah. you don't want to see people post nude pictures, which is perfectly fine, then you choose an instant that doesn't allow it. If you, um, It's not that you have to see it because there is another feature we may talk about later, the content warning. You can uh, put on a toot or a picture. But um, that's something if you want to make sure that you don't see any nudity, you can choose an instant that doesn't allow it by default. Right. And also another uh, advantage if you are on a small instance is that um, the admins of the instance uh, can actually moderate it. So if you have a small instance, say a thousand people, it is way easier for the admins to respond to reports by other users. Uh, on the other hand, if you report someone on Twitter, what happens? You get an email. Well, this didn't uh, um, uh, violate our guidelines. Have a nice day. Right. So right. It's, so um, and the admins have an, a vested interest, of course, to keep their little community they have created uh, to keep it clean or keep it within their own rules. So every instance can have different rules as they want to. And if you don't like, for example, don't like what they have set as their rules, you can just go to another instance. So you're not limited by that. If you want to go, if you don't like what Twitter is doing, well, then good luck. Yeah, I, I, that yeah, that that bring, 
brings up a good point. I hadn't thought about the smaller the community, the easier it is to make sure it's, um, you know, kept a friendly, happy place. Yeah, that's good. Also, there are some some people have like limitations on cross posting, for example, um, because there are a lot of tools out there. If you are using Twitter and Mastodon, you can link your accounts via that tool and everything you tweet on Twitter can be cross posted on Mastodon or the other way around. But uh, people usually on some instances don't like if you uh, just spam all the stuff from Twitter on Mastodon because that just drowns everything that's going on there natively, so to speak. And uh, because of that, they don't allow cross-posting or they only allow cross-posting uh, under certain circumstances. So if you don't put it as public, just as uh, unlisted and stuff like that. So um, every instance can create their own community with their own set of rules. And uh, also, um, because we talked about moderating certain instances, um, if you have, uh, let's say, notorious instance that is uh, always spamming, I don't know, pornography or uh, I don't know, for example, because we, we are in Germany and that often comes up, a lot of Asian servers are very, let's say, liberal with the use of swastikas and stuff like that. And that creates legal problems for the uh, people running an instance here, because if you... Uh, save that on your server, you may be liable and stuff like that. So uh, sometimes if those um, instances are well known, you can block an entire instance. So no matter uh, who you, who's on there, you don't see anything they're posting because, you know, those people are just toxic or those people just spam or in extreme cases, for example, they may be spamming child pornography and stuff like that. And if you know that you can just completely block as an admin, completely block the instance and your users won't have to deal with that. For example, so well, that sounds um, like they've got a lot of good controls from the from the server side. Um, it, it boy, it's pros and cons to the spamming from Twitter thing. I, you know, on the one hand, I understand why they wouldn't want to do that, and like you mentioned, the the organic content that's being created in Mastodon—that's the whole purpose for it to exist. On the other hand, somebody who uses these tools to let people know when I've when I've created new content. It's really useful, the tools that let me say, okay, I want to put this on Facebook, I want to put it on Twitter, I want to put it on LinkedIn, I got to put it on Google+. I mean, adding, you know, five more instances would be just like, oh, I got to type it in every day, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. Yeah, but there are ways around that. For example, the instance I'm on uh, has a policy that you are allowed to cross post stuff, but only post stuff from Twitter as unlisted. Because every post you do on Mastodon has a different, you can set a different visibility. You can post it publicly. If you post it publicly, it um, is for everyone to read and it shows up in your local and federated timeline. So even if you are not following me, you can read that post because it's on the local timeline where everything is listed. If you set it on unlisted, it shows up uh, on, for the people who are following me. And if you go on my profile, you'll also see that message but it's not showing up for everyone else. So um, that's something um, they don't prohibit you from just cross-posting, uh, but uh, they are not allowing it for everyone to spam it into the local timeline. Oh, okay. So, okay. So I, the, I see the, uh, but the main problem isn't, yeah. isn't the fact that you are doing uh, writing the same stuff that you are doing on Twitter. That's 
by itself no problem it gets difficult if you do a lot of retweets for example or if oh. you do a lot of uh, subtweeting you have the quoting because yeah. then always the twitter handle always shows up and that might cause confusion because there might be someone on my instance with uh, the same twitter uh, with the same handle but he might be another guy and not the one on twitter and then he gets a notification because he was mentioned and stuff like that so that, that's just the confusion they want to prevent and that's why they say well you can do the same stuff and if you just do your text posts the original stuff you are writing and not just the retweets then uh, you can do it without any problems but if you are re retweeting stuff then please make it unlisted so not everyone has to see it uh, except if they follow you okay okay well, that seems pretty reasonable that's a, like like i was saying that's a lot of little switches they can they can turn to make it be what they want it to be so that's something that you can also do yourself. I mean, every every time I post, I can select uh, and I can, of course, uh, change it in my settings as a default. If I want to post publicly, if I want to post unlisted, if I only want to post to my followers or if I do want to do a direct message. So if I just want to tweet at tweet at someone like the DM on Twitter for example. So every post I can determine uh, what is the visibility level of this toot. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. So I'm still confused how you find an instance of interest. So I, I mentioned that uh, Mastodon search tool. And after I told it all the porn I didn't want to see, <laughs> I like, I like one, of the, one of the things you can choose to prohibit is spam. No, I want spam. Let me leave that switch. <laughs> Why would they have that? Uh, advertising, spoilers. Once I set all of that, then I just got this giant list. It didn't give me any more like categories of I want to talk about tech or politics or religion or knitting. Mm. So I don't know how to find maybe just that one search engine didn't do it. Yeah, maybe there are others. Also, there are some search engines where you can maybe limit it by number of users and stuff like that. Also, um, at some point, you have just have to decide something um, and just go with it, I guess. But if you want to see what is posted on a, a specific instance, there are tools that allow you to sh uh, to look at the public timeline, the local public timeline of this instance without actually joining it. So, if, for example, if you want to see what's on chaos.social, you can go to the site and preview it, and then you see what everyone is posting in the local timeline publicly. And you can decide, well, that looks interesting. Those people are friendly, or no, maybe not. Uh, those people are just uh, too toxic or stuff like that. But as a, at some point, you just have to choose one. You don't have to limit yourself, of course, to that. And again, you can follow people on other instances. So it's not like you're on a... a walled garden so to speak so hmm. it's just the the, the, the how, hometown how you're do, choosing how do you find them <laughs> I mean, find I, who? how do you find a community of people like i i just tried typing in apple uh, mastodon instance and i didn't get any hits at all and i would think that that would exist somewhere um, there is definitely something as you can also look for uh, their search engine you can uh, view hashtags for example if you want to go by hashtag and stuff like that there are so many tools out there you just of course that's 
an inherent flaw, of course. Uh, you have to do it yourself. It's not as easy as Twitter or Facebook. Uh, you have to do a little bit of digging yourself. So it's not that user-friendly, I guess. But I mean, it, there's nothing wrong to just uh, join one instance uh, and uh, look around and maybe decide after a while, well, I want to choose another one and just uh, create an account but, there. But I, I can't find them to join them. I, I'm literally stuck not knowing how to find the first one. Not uh, if you go to uh, what's the site? Um, is it join Mastodon or something or Mastodon.social? Or there's uh, at the sign up page, there is a list of different instances. Join Mastodon.org. Is it that one? Is that right? I don't know. It's, it's it, ha it, has, it has been so long <laughs> since I joined, I don't know, uh, but I. <laughs> Yes. So, okay, browse the communities. I am, ah, and here we have a sports fan, a gamer, a developer, a sysadmin, academia, a humorist, okay, an adult content creator. I'm not any one of these things. I'm not an activist. I'm not a journalist. I'm, I'm a book lover, but I don't want to read about that. Hmm. Or you can maybe, if you're um, not sure about any of the interests, you can maybe limit it by language, for example. Well, you uh, speak English, so you have... Yeah, that's not going to help a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you are, for example, French, there might not be that many French instances or German instances or stuff like that. So, Yeah, it's almost like, well, English won't help me at all because it's too big, right? Yeah. On the other hand, you can also filter by languages. So if you join an instance and look at the federated timeline, so all the instances, the other instances you are connected to, um, there is a lot of, of, of course, Asian stuff because there are uh, so many Chinese, Japanese, uh, Korean and whatnot users. And if you don't want to read it because you can't read it and don't want to clog up your uh, timeline, you can set, for example, only show uh, messages in English, German, French, and Spanish, for example. And hmm. uh, that limits yourself, that allows you to filter it so you can actually read what people are uh, <clears throat> posting and uh, actually talk to them and find interesting people. Yeah, I'm, stu I'm still not getting there. <laughs> I mean, I really wanted to try to make this work, but I, I'm still not seeing a way to look for, I mean, my main interest is Apple. And I even looking on that one, it, it has a list of like 10 different kinds of things you are like an artist, a musician. Um, it had like uh, LGBTQ. It had um, uh, it, a black American, but they're, they're very, very specific, but only a few of them. And specific is good. That's what we're looking for. But I don't see any. I still can't, how, walk me through. Let's find let's find an Apple community for everybody listening to try to go join and see what happens. How would we do that? Okay, so uh, we pr would probably go uh, to one of those sites you mentioned before, who are uh, who are listing all the instances. Yeah, but or I didn't, you might... the one I found didn't help me find yeah, instances. Or let me for one second. I just need to look up the sure set. sure. I'm doing this on the fly here, so sorry. Yeah, yeah no, that's fine. Uh, it's fine. I'm uh, I'm handing it to you, obviously, in a way you didn't expect. But <laughs> if if we don't have a way to start, then I don't think anybody can start. I I looked for Mastodon search instance, and I found articles like "What I Wish I Knew Before Joining Mastodon." <laughs> okay, maybe that that they've got a link to a tool that maybe would help you. 
let's see. Uh, there's also, uh, which might be easier if you're looking for something like specific, like Apple. There is a site, I'm just not finding it right now. <laughs> uh, you can search for uh, certain tags, like hashtags on Twitter. So you could maybe search for Apple, for example, and then look at the number of uh, messages that are posted right now and the instances. So that might be an idea. But, but I have I, to find a place to do that search. Yeah, yeah I, I'm just looking for the oh, site. Oh. Hashtag Apple Mastodon. So I used Google search hashtag Apple Mastodon. And that may have found something. Mastodon for tech folks. So that's, yeah, I found this instance already, mastodon.technology. And I thought, wow, that's going to be great. Except it's got so many people in it that the feed was going by so fast. I couldn't, uh, I, I mean, I literally couldn't read it. It was just all these things. I mean, it looked great. Like there was NASA in there. But you're saying once you join that, then you can follow a hashtag? You can search for a hashtag, and uh, there are also sites that allow you to search um, on different instances for hashtags. Because uh, if the, the problem is if with the search, um, every instance can limit or um, implement different kinds of searches. For example, the one I'm on, because it's in Germany and everyone here likes their privacy, they don't have a lot of options for the search. So I can only search for certain hashtags and not for uh, like Twitter, like handles uh, in or for words in tweets, uh, in tweets, just for the hashtags, if someone is tagging something, that's something mm -hmm. they decided for them they wanted to do. So that's uh, not going to help you there. But that's specific to my instance, of course. Um. Okay. <laughs> so you, are, you, you aren't finding this the way to search yet? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking, but I can't find it right now. Sorry, because <laughs> this I'm not I'm not uh, trying to complain here, but this might be a, a slowdown in how people can use it if they can't find True. the right. If they want to if they want to find the perfect instance on the first go, it might be a problem. Yes. But again, there's nothing wrong with just signing up for one of the um, not tech specific or not uh, theme specific specific ones and go from there. I mean, again, I, I, when I first signed up, it was over a year ago, and I just created a Mastodon.social account, and after a while, I forgot about it. And when I joined again, I decided, well, that might not be the best instance, and I found another one, and I joined that one and just uh, put a link on the old profile. I'm now here if you want to follow me. I'm, I'm tooting here. So hmm. to switch instances is not really a problem. You can also export who you follow. So if you go from one instance to another and you export all your data you can just easily follow the same people with their new account on the new instance for example so uh, there's always that but again i'm i'm sorry i'm not really um <laughs> multitasking capable i'm sorry i'm uh, that's, I, that's fine uh well i did find a list of with me a little bit to be honest so i found a list of a bunch of people uh that uh, Hacker Noon says are interesting people to follow. And there's some people in here that I would certainly be interested, like Nicole Lee uh, from Engadget. She's great. Lance Ulanoff from Mashable. These people are in the list. Uh, there's somebody, uh, Michael Lee from The Intercept, Casey Newton from The Verge. These are all people I would find interesting to follow. But they're all over the place. You know, there's there's ones in Mastodon.social, another one's in Mastodon.cloud, one's in Mali.io. I, I don't understand yet. <laughs> 
also there are all, um, also tools like some apps, for example, have uh, lists for, for people to follow. So if I go mm -hmm. into the app, there might be a list. And then uh, let me just do that, by the way. I have oh, the app on here. What app? That's an Android app, so you might not be able to do it at the same time since you have a slight Apple bias, as you said. But Just a um, bit of an Apple bias. <laughs> uh, there's, for example, in this app, there is whom to follow. And if I go there, there's a huge list of uh, topics. And uh, there, I'm not sure if there's an Apple one there, but there might be, for example, a tech one. So if you go to technology... For example, what, what's the name of the tool you're using? Just in uh, case, it's yeah, it's the app called uh, Master Labs. So Master um, Labs, that, yeah, that's a Google app, an Android app. Sorry, and for example, if I have the technology uh, list here, there are a certain number of people. You can all follow them right out of the app. But for example, I could look at the different. Um, instances so there's for example a mastodon.technology or a mastodon.cloud or so maybe i could use that to find new instances if i wanted to join them but again for me it's not really that much of an issue if i want to follow someone who has an interest in apple for example and once i find them i can just follow them and uh, okay. they might okay so, so basically, it's a little bit like if you started with Twitter. If you started with Twitter, you start following people, and then you look what they are they retweeting, who are they talking to, who are they following, and that's how you slowly create your uh, list who to follow. I so guess. you can. I, I think I've just finally heard what you've said a bunch of times that <laughs> you can. <laughs> I'm slow. I'm slow. Is that if you just join? And you join in some community and then you fi figure out how to follow people. It stops being as important the community that you join, the instance that you join, because you're following the people you want to follow. Right. And again, if you decide along the way, I also want to be on. I'm just making up an instance now. Uh, Mastodon.apple for example, mm -hmm. um, then I can also decide I want to create an account there. And every time there is an Apple event, a keynote or something, then I'll just go uh, and use that account to just talk to those people on this instance who are guaranteed to watch the same oh. event because they're also fans. And if I don't want to read something about Apple, for example, uh, I can just look at my other account. And of course, there's nothing wrong with uh, just using the account to find new people and then follow them with your main account so to speak on your main instance um, but again um, it's something that is a little bit strange I guess if you're used to the one account uh, policy of Facebook Twitter and other social networks well I think I, I can give an analogy to that is in I mean Facebook obviously is more about personal human interactions but in in Facebook you can be a member of a bunch of different Facebook groups and one Facebook group is talking about the Android phone you've got, but another Facebook group is talking about the Linux stuff that you care about. And you've got another one that you happen to also like Mac, so you've got one you can talk about that. Um, True. And, and, and you can choose to follow individuals, or you can just see what all these people in this community, uh, in this uh, Facebook group that you're in, you can you know, listen to those people that you're not actually connected to. 
Yeah. And for example, if you have an app you're using on your phone, a lot of apps support um, a number of accounts. So you can also switch between the accounts easily. Some may be able to put them into a single timeline. So if you have different um, accounts, you can all have them in one timeline on your phone if you want to scroll through it. So that's certainly possible. I guess I, I have, don't do that. So I don't know if the ones I'm using are capable of that, but they're at least support. Uh, multiple accounts hmm. so you can switch between those if you want to here's another odd thing i am only seeing one mastodon app in the apple app store maybe it's just because it's the app store they're probably more generalized ones that you uh, you can get and i downloaded one for my phone and it doesn't recognize the uh, instance mastodon.social <laughs> that's strange because that's a huge one. Yeah, I, well, it spins and I can't I'm find not, it. I don't have any Apple products at home to test this, so oh, I we can't need to get off the phone. Uh, really? None? <laughs> no. Why? Wow. I'm sorry. No, it's just no. It's just I never got into uh, Apple in the first place. I used them at work and stuff like that, but uh, for my personal use, I don't know. I just it's I just stuck with Android. So. Oh well, I guess we can still be friends. There's there's. Uh, <laughs> There's people, you know, a place for you, everybody. You don't discriminate that much, I guess. <laughs> no, no, I try <laughs> not to. I mean, I, I would still, of course, mock you, but. Uh... Well, I'm used to that. I can live with that. <laughs> yeah, you talk to a Frenchman, so you're used to the mockery, right? <laughs> so do you participate in, in Facebook and in other social networks or are you all Mastodon all the time? Um, I have stopped using Facebook 10 years ago or something. Mm. Uh, so I, I think technically there's still an account out there, but it's not being used. Now, I still have a Twitter account and I still use Twitter and I'm not uh, that much of a, a enthusiast as I, that I'm saying, well, I'm just giving up Twitter completely because Twitter is the devil and I'm just deleting my account and Mastodon only. I think it's uh, not something that replaces Twitter entirely for a number of different reasons. And it's also something I hate if I read one of the tech uh, blogs news or something and they write about the next Facebook killer or the next Twitter killer <laughs> and hype it up like that. And uh, that's also something that I guess creates a lot of disappointment for people because they join a new social network and expect the same as the old one. And if something is different, they're um, kind of disappointed because they were expecting the same thing. Just so it's, it's no win, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, for me, it's just um, I, beha it's, it, I behave differently on Twitter than I do on Mastodon. Uh, for example, one thing that is very noticeable for me I don't follow any news outlets or news sites on Mastodon. It's not like that there are a lot of them, but there are, for example, people who set up bots who are automatically retweeting everything that the BBC is posting on their website and stuff like that. So basically the same as the Twitter account, just as a bot. And huh. um, that's something I don't do on Mastodon because I want to keep my uh, timeline free uh, from that. I don't have a problem if people are posting news. So that's something because they think it's interesting, but I don't want to have that current, that, uh, that inflow all of the time, that huge wave of information. I keep that to Twitter because there's more of them. There are, I guess, better um, channels. As a source. There, yeah. As a source, as a news source, because if I use it for a news gathering, which I do, then I need Twitter because everyone is on Twitter, for example. Um, and also, people are 
let's say, a little bit more considerate on Mastodon uh, with, with what they post. And the tone is a little bit more civil, I guess. But on the other hand, if you want that action and if you want to follow the uh, Kavanaugh hearing and read all the uh, interesting tweets people are putting out, to put it mildly, um, then um, you are wrong on Mastodon because... Well, at least for me, I don't have the right people in my timeline to follow that. And I don't want but that's that. good to segment, be able to segment those things. Right. I mean, Facebook I is d different to me than Twitter is different to, to me than Google Plus. I use them all differently, but I use them all. Yeah. And that's the same philosophy I try to follow because um, and that's also something I just uh, today I read a tweet from someone uh, from uh, um, acquaintance who has I don't know how many thousand followers. So he's. Uh, Someone who has a lot of follower on Twitter and also joined Mastodon a while ago. And just today he posted, well, I don't I only have a fraction of the number of followers on Mastodon, but I, it creates still creates 10 times as much as much engagement as Twitter. So I'm staying on Mastodon as well, because uh, there are a lot more people interacting with each other, which is sometimes, I guess, missing from Twitter. I don't say there aren't any interactions on Twitter and people are still interacting and talking to each other, but it's more... Um, it's more broadcast than interaction. Yeah, it's broadcasting. And also you get lazy. It's a, bit, a little bit to, uh, with Facebook, the same with Facebook. You're used to other people always sending you stuff you can consume and you don't have to uh, create or broadcast anything yourself if you don't want to. And if you have, a, for example, we come back to the small instance. If there is a small instance, then uh, you are um, motivated to put something out there because people are actually reading it and might interact with you. And this gives you also the warm feeling of social media. I mean, you post something and then someone says, "Huh, that was funny. Or here's another aspect you want to think about. Or have you seen this link or site about this topic and stuff like that? And that's something if you have a small instance and you interact with people more, then there is more uh, interesting conversation, I guess. And Twitter, by design, is trying to limit that for small accounts because they want, of course, uh, promote um, people who are paying them for their advertisement and they promote tweets. And uh, you just drown in all the noise from the big accounts if you're someone with like 50 followers, not a lot of people are going to read what you're tweeting. I, I definitely resonate to what you're saying. I'm a member of a Google Plus community that is the most incredibly narrow community you can imagine. It is Olympus Micro Four Thirds camera owners who live in Australia. And I don't understand <laughs> how I got in. Specific. Yeah, it's yeah, it's oddly specific. And I got invited in by this guy, Ananda Sims, that runs it. And I don't know why he invited me because I'm not in Australia. I do have an Olympus camera. I don't even know how we got connected. But it is the best community because I care about that camera. So every single thing posted in there is something I care about. You know, it's here's a new lens that you better not look at because it's going to cost you a thousand dollars. Or here's this really cool photo I took with this camera. And that's a good example of where on Facebook, I would look at it and go, eh, maybe I'll give it a heart or something. But, you know, thumbs up. But on this little community, you know, there's only... I think there's maybe 150 of us total and probably 40 who actually communicate. And so you know, hey, you should write something because, you know, Bill put that out there and, and he's really happy about that picture of that duck. So I'll write something almost every time because it is a little community and it'd be like, 
It'd be like walking past a friend on the street and not saying hi. Well, of course you're going to. Exactly. Also, there's something that I just remembered when you said uh, I give it a heart. Um, that's also something I like. It's a little bit something you need to get used to, but uh, you can't quote toots on Mastodon. So the retweet feature is not available on Mastodon. And huh. that is something uh, by design, by the way, because the creator actually said, I don't want people what, uh, do, to do what is called subtweeting. So non-mentioning something and like uh, talk bad about them while they don't even see that I'm talking about them by just quoting their tweet. And that is something he wanted to prohibit. And, so there's no uh, such thing as viral. Uh, well, you can boost stuff, but you can't boost it with a comment. Uh, so the retweet per se is allowed. So there's this, it's just called retweet. boosting because he, no, no, it's boosting. That's, okay. that's also something that because you're giving a, a boost, you lift it up for people to see. Uh, but I can't quote a tweet. So I can't put uh, the, 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 the tweet out there and write, well, look, Alison said something stupid again. Ha ha. And puts that out there. That's something I can't do. But you uh, also can. can't. You can't uh, boost it and say, look at this amazing thing Allison said, which is much more likely, of course. Of course. No, I, I can just boost it by itself. And then I can uh, maybe respond to that uh, to, to it and say, well, Allison, that was amazing. And then people will see it uh, beneath the toot. Or oh. I could. Oh, OK. So. Well, but I could, you're, of course, you're not maybe if it. I want to be extra complicated, I could uh, try to find the link. I could, could use the link to the. A specific message like on Twitter you can link a tweet so you can link a toot and put that out there but it's not as convenient and it's not like the same as a, a boost so it's not like uh, looking pretty in the app because it's just a link hmm. but, so it's uh, the, the idea behind it is he doesn't he felt that subtooting is something that creates toxicity on Twitter and uh, he wanted to prohibit that or uh, just doesn't didn't want to do that on his, uh, his own platform is it platform, is, yeah. is the platform itself open source it, it it's all free software well that's all different the, uh, i mean is it open all, source so could uh, with with you know modification allowed for example could i replicate yes, yes it, that's what i mean by free software uh, free open software it's not just open it's also free so um yeah, but you can it's a, on github on github and it's okay. actively developed so everyone can just uh, put out work requests sorry that's a hard word for a german to say um <laughs> Pull request and uh, well, yeah. but, but but so you could create an instance of Mastodon that uh, did allow retoots. Yes, I guess you could. If you, you could, to. that's why I was curious whether whether that's yeah. locked down. I mean, it's against the intent of the developer who created it. But no, no, no. I guess that's possible. If you uh, went in there and did it yourself, you could do that. Yes. Also, uh, most instances limited. For example, uh, the character limit to five hundred characters, um, but uh, you can modify your instance that it allows one thousand, two thousand, twenty thousand. Okay. You won't okay. be very popular if you have an instance where people post a, a, a whole book or a whole novel in a toot uh, in, on, other, um, on other instances, but you could do that if you wanted to. You know, it is interesting that we've managed to now start to really like this idea of being restricted for how much we can talk. 
And, you know, I remember everybody going, well, it's ridiculous, 140 characters, like, yeah, it's untenable, you know. And then they doubled it to 280, and we were all really mad about that. <laughs> yeah, there's also something that uh, usually creates a lot of um, discussion with new users, I guess, because um, Mastodon has something called content warnings. So um, if you have a specific topic that might be triggering people, um, so something that usually triggers people is U.S. politics, for example, or po <laughs> really? politics in general. I did not yeah, know, I don't that. know that's, why, that's, because you're so civil there. And <laughs> no, but for example, that's, that's something a lot of people say, well, I don't really want that in my timeline all the time. But some people want to talk about it. So the solution is you can put a content warning on it, which means uh, you put a like a subject line in there. U.S. politics, Trump, or whatever. And the rest of the toot is hidden behind a little uh, icon. So oh, you have to click, like, the icon click, it, click it if you dare. <laughs> right. And then you can read the toot. Uh, and the same uh, is the same thing for uh, pictures, for example. If you have a not safe for work picture, if you have might not be nudity, but maybe partial nudity, or a lot of people hide gore. If you have like, oh God, I hit my, the finger of my finger with a hammer and they don't yeah. want to show that to everyone. They put it behind a, a, the, the sensitive content image oh, okay. thing, thing. And if you want to see it, you can click on it. I wish and, the nightly uh, news had that. <laughs> see? No, 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 but seriously, seriously, one of my pet peeves is, uh, for example, um, there was a horrible instance of a guy who uh, live Facebook uh, did Facebook live of himself shooting an old man and killing him. And the news kept talking about it and kept talking about it in the context of how Facebook was horrible because they didn't take it down. I saw that video at least eight times on the nightly news. I never saw it on Facebook but they played it over and over and over again. This was like at the six o'clock hour, you know, mm -hmm. who wants to see somebody get shot to death and they kept playing it. And it's like, as they were complaining about, Oh, well, we got to do something about Facebook, you know, cause they keep showing this video. Look, <laughs> I would <laughs> well, have really liked the little button it. that says, don't Duh. show it. Yeah. Hey, by the way, no, but... um, back on the, on the apps, I've now tried a second app, uh, one on my phone and one on my Mac that when I search for mastodon.social, it says mastodon.social does not exist. I wonder okay. whether something's just wrong with it right now. I have no idea. It might be, of course, uh, since it's not one server, but everyone has their own server. If one server is down, well, it's it's not all of them are down. But if your server is down, bad luck. The oh. admin has to fix it. Of oh, course. So if that if that might be the case, I I, I don't know. Um, but uh, back to just one thing more about the content warning, because that was why I was getting at that. And a lot of people who join Mastodon for the first time and post something and then people ask them, hey, uh, do you mind if you would put U.S. politics or that topic maybe behind a content warning? And they are outraged because, well, I'm not going to censor myself and stuff like that. <laughs> um, well, no one is really asking them to censor uh, so, uh, yourself. And um, it's not that they can really demand it, okay, there might be an instance a rule for that, but usually there isn't anything really that specific. But it's more like, uh, well, be considerate about others. Maybe 
um, they are not that interested in U.S. politics and they um, went away from Twitter because everyone was talking and shouting about that and they don't want that in their timeline but still want to follow you. And uh, that's something you can always keep in mind if you want to be considerate. You put it behind a content warning. You can discuss what needs to be behind a content warning or not. Um, but it's something that you, how you can make life for others easier. Of course, they can always filter certain keywords and stuff like that, of course. But uh, it's something just be considerate. And that's something you should maybe keep in mind and which makes Mastodon a little bit more considerate to others, I guess. And yeah. um, also a nice feature, um, you can always um, put a description on pictures for people with uh, with with the mm -hmm. god with visual impairments i'm okay. sorry <laughs> um so if you have post a picture of i don't know the nice flower next to the uh, way you're walking and you can describe for them well this is a picture of a green red blue flower i don't know uh, because and it's because uh, nice because i don't know this and this characteristic and that helps people who can't see uh, because right. they have the app that reads the text, the built the, the, the picture description, the alt text for them, and then they can actually um, also hear the picture, so to speak. Yeah, that's something that Twitter doesn't have, and which is something that really I'm really missing on Twitter. Not because I use I am need to use it, but it's something that I'm used to now. I just want to put in the description for them. I think Twitter, either through the website or through the official Twitter app. You can do that. Those are called alt tags, by the way, the, is yeah. the name for it when it uh, allows screen readers to read them out. I've, um, I don't use the official Twitter app and I don't use the, the Twitter website, so I haven't ever done that. And putting, a description, and putting a description in the, the Twitter, in the tweet itself, I think about that sometimes, but often the way I've written my, my tweet is to be clever about that photo. And if then I say, and then it is a photo of a rose against a black background, it, it, it totally ruins the, the joke or how incredibly clever I thought I was being. Yeah, but that's uh, something you were, are very considerate then. But uh, I have never thought about that because I don't know a lot of blind people. So and I don't follow any of them. So no one has ever mentioned that. But somehow this came up and a lot of people who are not blind, but do it out of uh, they're just used to it on Mastodon. And if someone else uh, picks up on that and says, hey, maybe you want to put in an alt text if you do it the next time. So just someone else can read it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I happen to have a large blind community uh, that follows the Nosilicast and Chit Chat Across the Pond. So um, I'm very aware of it, but I'm still bad about it in this case. Um, <laughs> I, I actually use an app called Feeder to create the podcast feed. And I used to use it as my text editor. And when I would insert um, images, it wouldn't force me to put in an alt tag. And I convinced the developer to make it mandatory just so that I wouldn't forget. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I figured that way everybody else would do it too. So uh, that was my idea. <laughs> yeah. So I do do it with photos in every other instance, except for in Twitter. I'm really bad about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> if, if my yeah, Twitter client pinged me and said, what do you want to put for the alt tag? I would totally type it in. Yeah, but that's something uh, also why I am not using Twitter as much as I did before, uh, since they restricted their API. My usual apps for using Twitter are, um, they are still usable, but barely. 
because uh, they have the uh, um, request restriction, the limit uh, in there and stuff like that. And a lot of features, for example, as the alt text, I guess, uh, you can't use in a third party app. So oh, that's one of the reasons. Oh, you can't do alt tags in a third-party app now. Maybe you can. I don't know. Just the the, mm. the app I was using uh, never. I never saw the um, option in there. Maybe there is one, and I just well, haven't yeah. looked at it. I I don't but, know that I would uh, that that's true because I know I know Tweetbot, which is one of the biggest ones. I'm pretty sure I will get hate mail if I'm wrong about this, and do send me a, a correction if this is wrong. Um, my understanding is that uh, Tweetbot never did have the option for alt tags. Mm. I'm doing a search right now to find out, but I don't think that it does. I'm pretty sure. I've never seen it anyway. Um, you know, at, at least pretty, the, I, just, I, go ahead. Just uh, the one I was using on my phone. So I, I usually use Twitter on my phone and mm -hmm. uh, just the one I was using didn't have that option. So I never okay. even thought okay. about it. That's just something I assumed either the developer hasn't implemented it and now he has no um, incentive to do it because or no she. one... Or she, sorry. I think it's a him in this case. So uh, okay. I used the one here. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Never yeah. implemented the idea. No, he has no incentive to do now because uh, Twitter is uh, limiting him so much that he can't really uh, make his app usable as much as the, or as usable as the Twitter app. So no one will buy it anymore. So oh, he has no oh, incentive. Oh. I just, uh, I just, created a new tweet in tweetbot and dragged in the uh dragged in an image and then i clicked on the little gear and one of the options was add a media description see you okay. i'm gonna be able to do that now Woohoo! <laughs> cool that's pretty easy um you know people lost their minds about the new twitter interface uh, the restrictions i absolutely cannot tell the difference from before to after the change i don't i see no change in the way i use twitter uh, from tweetbot so I don't know what the big deal was. I can't figure it out. Well, for my phone, for example, you can no longer stream your timeline. So you Nobody also, should uh, stream their timeline. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you also have, I think they have a number of limited number of uh, requests now. So if someone, uh, you can only refresh your timeline a certain amount of uh, number of times during a certain uh, time span and stuff like that. And um, you also... I have the Twitter app on my phone because there's a workaround for their API restrictions for notifications. So the app I'm using intercepts the Twitter notification and then puts it in as their own, basically. So they get around about that, but you need to have the Twitter app installed and stuff like that. So I guess most of the stuff is on the back end. So you don't really see it as a user, but it's very much noticeable for the developers because uh, it limits the them and uh, the number of um, users. I mean, they have had the token limitation for new accounts for a while now. So if you are a new developer for an app, you can only have like so uh, 2000 or something tokens. And that limits you to 2000 users. And if you want more, then uh, you have to pay Twitter. So basically, you can uh, sell your app to 2000 people. And that's about it. And stuff like that. So yeah, that's I, I, that, that happened a long time ago, though. I remember yeah. when that happened to Tweetbot, and the, and the price went way up. And so I purposely went and bought it when during that. So, mm. and that's something uh, I think they had the, the the period where the existing apps were capped at their current level or something close to that, and the new ones had a very low li token limit and stuff. 
but again, that was a long time ago, so I don't really remember that. But Twitter has always tried to restrict third-party apps, even though yeah. third-party apps were the thing that made Twitter great in the old days. I mean, most yeah, of the features about, of t- party Talk about developers. shooting themselves and, you know, yeah. shooting the people who helped your thing exist, you know? Yeah. Not at all good, mm. but... Uh, but again, that- I'm not discriminating i'm still using twitter because <laughs> it's still useful to me in certain instances <laughs> right right well th- this is this is pretty cool i hope to be able to figure out how to get into mastodon.social so that i can go in and i can find people um and i am going to give it a try but if it keeps telling me it doesn't exist i don't know whether i'm going to be able to succeed at my goal i did log into hmm. it on the web so i know it does exist Okay, again, sorry about that. And uh, I'm very sorry that I'm uh, giving you such a poor example of how to get into an instance. <laughs> if, I, if I had known, I would have made a step-by-step tutorial I could go through with you. So. Oh, no. Well, I tell you what, If uh, when we get off the air, it'll probably be a little while before I publish this. If you find a good way to look these things up, um, just shoot it to me and we can stick it in the show notes. Okay, I'll do that if I find something. All right, so where can people find you on Mastodon if they can figure out how to get in? <laughs> if they can figure out how to get on, you can find me at, at Matzekult, which is something I hopefully you put hopefully in the description or in the, in the, in the show notes, because otherwise I'll have to spell it. And the instance is chaos.social. So you're going to spell that for me off the air, put it in the show notes. M-A-T-Z-E-K-U-L-T. M-A-T-Z-E-K-U-L-T. Okay. I think that's your name on Twitter, isn't it? That's the same handle on Twitter, right. Okay. So I will put in your Twitter handle as well. Right. And you can also follow me on Twitter. I won't uh, be mad if you just follow me on Twitter and not on Mastodon. (laughs) I still talk to people there. This has been fantastic. You're a lot of fun to talk to, and I have a feeling I could pick any topic and you and I could kill uh, kill an hour and have some fun talking about it. I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It was fun. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. This show is not supported by ads. It's supported by you. If you learn from the show, or even if you're just merely entertained by the shows, please consider supporting the show. If you go to podfeet.com, there's a big red button in the top banner that says, Support the show. If you click it, that will reveal to you several ways to contribute. You can pledge a monthly amount using Patreon. You can use the Amazon affiliate link for your country. You can make a one-time donation using PayPal. Or you can record a listener review, which is an awesome way to contribute. You can always chat directly with me via Twitter at PodFeet or email me at allison at podfeet.com. You can join the conversation in Facebook by going to podfeet.com slash Facebook or on Google Plus at podfeet.com slash Google Plus. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.